great is our God tomorrow. What an awesome, awesome God we serve. Oh, Lord, we just come before you with grateful hearts, with hearts of thanksgiving, lifting up to you, Lord, casting our burdens upon you. Oh, Lord, all strength lies with you, all wisdom lies with you. For everything that is created, you created, Lord. Lord, we are so thankful for the lives that you've changed, the hearts that you've touched. Oh, Lord, there's no words that can describe how we feel towards you. And it's not just today. But you should feel this way every day. I mean, do you realize that we stand here as believers and we say we trust in God, we love God, we worship God, we thank God for the air we breathe. Well, God supplies that same air to the non-believer. God supplies that same air to all of his creation. Some of us just recognize who he is. Some of us know that we will end up in an eternal home with him. And it's our job to take that message out to those that don't know him. Those that look at us and say we're strange, we're weird, we're peculiar. But God knows who we are. God knows who we are. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. You know, the, the message today is thankful for an awesome God. Amen. And before we get into it, let me say how thankful I am for all of you. For you are this church. You are this body. You are what makes up this house of God. Without you, this doesn't exist. Amen. And each and every one of you play a different part in it. Amen. Some of you are growing closer to God, some of you aren't. Some of you have gone through trials and tribulations, some of you haven't. Amen. Some of you are in spiritual warfare, and some of you aren't. But God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. Amen. And it, it, it brings joy to my heart. I know I'm not the easiest guy to get along with. Me too. I, mean, I know that. I mean, I, I understand how I am. God made me this way. He hasn't changed me yet. So, I mean, he's changed a lot. If you'd have seen me 20 or 25 years ago, you wouldn't even recognize me today. We love you the way you are. The darkness. Amen. The darkness of the life that I lived in. I mean, at, at any moment, my life could have been extinguished without, without a second thought. But God saved me from that. Thank the Lord. Amen. 
He thanked me. He saved me from that. Addictions that I went through. So I, I'm thankful for God. I know what he can do. I've seen the changes he's made in some people's lives that are so drastic. Some people have grown so much in the last few years that if they're truly living the way they say, God has really moved in their lives. I've seen others just totally transform within the, within the last year. I mean, God is definitely, definitely moving here, and he's moving for those that are hungry to seek him, hungry that want to have a relationship with him. The more we push in, the more God will give. I mean, having a relationship and developing a relationship with God is not like the human relationship. It's not a booty call. I mean, you have to put time in. You have to sacrifice. You have to put in effort. You have to get down on your knees and pray when the, the, all kinds of distractions are coming at you. I mean, we've talked to people, they say it's easier to pray at church, there's less distractions. It's easier for me to do work at the church because there's less distractions there is at home. Because people are always about in the community I live in, there's always noise, there's always dogs barking or lawnmowers running or who knows what. You hear people outside talking to each other. So you really have to make an effort to get close to God. Amen. But every moment that you give him, he will give back to you a hundredfold. So if you really want to grow in the Lord, then you need to take the time Amen. to go. I mean, there's churches everywhere where people come in and, you know, they shout and they praise and they sing songs and they give God a bunch of lip service and out the door they go. I don't want to be that kind of church. I mean, we all do it. We can all play church. We all know Christianese. We all know the language. We all know the right things to say. But if we're going to move forward as a church, then we need to get on our knees. And we need to press in. Like Brother Chris talked about this morning, we have to go after God. And he will take us to the next level. Amen. And the leaders of this church will lead you there. And if things aren't right there, things will change. But God is still the same. He's the same God you met, some of you met years and years ago. Some of you met more recently. But God still loves us all. Amen. He still sent his son to die for all your sins. Amen. 
all my sin, all the sins of mankind. As Brother Chris said and Sister Chris both said, we are covered by the blood. It's the blood of Christ that washes us clean. It's the blood of Christ that flows through our veins. And we need that. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful for each and every one of you. I'm so happy to see some of the changes that God has made in some of your lives. It's just remarkable. It brings me great joy. But it's not me that did it. It's God. And I'm thankful for this awesome God that we serve. For great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised. God is a very personal spirit. In Psalm 143, it says, I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. You know, our God is incomprehensible. Your mind cannot conceive the greatness of God. You don't have the capability to understand who God is. Not totally. Only what he reveals to you will you know. Only what he reveals to you will you understand. The more you seek him, the more he reveals. Amen. God is infinite. God has no boundaries. We all have boundaries. God has no boundaries. He has no limits. He is not confined to a dimension of space. We are. He is not. God is self-existent. God doesn't need us to exist. God's not saying, oh, Lyle dies, I, I, I don't know if I'll make it through another day. God doesn't say that at all. He doesn't need me. I need him. God has no beginning. He is the creator. He existed outside of creation. Everything that was created, God created. God made all the materials that are created in this podium, in the carpet, in the chairs, in the handbags you carry. God created all of that. God is eternal. He is not bound by the dimension of time. There is no time where God exists. We have time. He put that here for us. It's a way for us to move about in some kind of order. But when we get to heaven, there will be no time. We will exist the way God exists. But he needed this. He uses time to make us aware of things, Amen. to keep us in a flow, to keep us going. But eternity is not. God is also self-sufficient. All of creation relies on God for existence. Amen. Nobody 
on the face of this earth can exist without God. Amen. They might not recognize God. They may say, I don't believe in God. You know, they may give you all those lies. But if it wasn't for God, they would not exist. That's right. True. They would not exist at all. Amen. God has no need for anything. There's nothing that we can give God. There's no way that we need to help God. And so many of us think that. We get into a situation, we don't like the way things are going. We don't like the way God is moving. And we say, oh God, let me help you out here. <laughs> let me give you a little advice, God. Let me tell you how it is. God doesn't need that. He offers us the privilege of being involved with him. But we're being involved with him for the fulfillment of his purposes, not our own. Amen. God created us in his image. He created us to fellowship with him. That's the only reason we were created. He also gave us free will, so he gives us the opportunity to decide. I don't want to be in your will. I don't want to do what your will tells me to do. I want to do it my way. When you do that, you're outside the will of God. You're outside the will of God. He doesn't see you. When you sin and you're living in sin, God does not know you. He does not see you because he cannot see sin. So you can talk, you can pray, you can do all you want. But if you're living in sin, God doesn't know. He doesn't see you. But he is so incomprehensible. It is glorious. He has such a personal spirit. He has an infinite love for each and every one of us. He has a goodness that he wants to pour out on us. Amen. He has a mercy. He wants to provide for us. And most of all, he wants a relationship with each and every one of you. That's why he created you. And he created us all different. Some of us got tempers. Some of us don't. Some are very easygoing. Some of us aren't. Some of us are as stubborn as a rock. Some of us aren't. Some of us seem more loving, more passive. Some of us aren't. But all that he created is part of who he is. Amen. And we have to understand that. God reveals himself in his word. He gave us the scriptures, so if we read them and study them, then we know who he is. Amen. Amen. And we see that he's awesome. Amen. And we understand why we're thankful. We understand why we sing songs of praise why we gather as a body once a week to celebrate the goodness of God. This is why we gather on Sunday, is to rejoice in what God has done all week. Amen. Every one of you are alive this week. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Time will come. But I'll be here no more. But the church will still be here. The God will still be here. You'll still be rejoicing. You'll still be celebrating what he has got you through and where he is taking you. Because what God wants to take you deeper and deeper into him. He wants to reveal more and more of his nature to you. I mean, we talked before how great it would be to just walk into a hospital and wave your arms and everybody get up and walk out. Amen. God can do that. Amen. Jesus said, greater works than him you're going to do. I mean, if he wrote a letter, he'd put your name on it. Amen. And say, this is a letter to you, and you're going to do greater things than I did. Mm. He did write that letter. He put it in the book of John, but it's there for you. He reveals himself that way. He came down from heaven to earth for 33 years to show us how man could live on the face of this earth and live without sin. I can't do it. But Jesus did. Amen. Jesus taught us a lot of things in that short time that he was out there. He has committed us to so much. God destroyed the barrier between self-centeredness and sin. He separated us. He took you and said, when you surrendered to him, he said, I set you apart. I will make you holy. I will sanctify you. You are justified. You are different than the others. You are separate. Amen. Just like he did to Jesus. Jesus died on that cross to pay the penalty for my sin. Amen. And I'm thankful for it, for there were many. And I still sin today. I still have angry thoughts. Sometimes I'm bitter. Sometimes I'm angry. I need God to forgive me of those. I need to repent of that. Amen. I mean, bitterness is a killer. If you're holding bitterness in your heart for someone, it will destroy you. Yes. It will take you down and it will take you out. That is the work of the enemy. You need to release whatever it is. I've had to release bitterness I've had. Because it destroys me. It keeps me up at night. I toss, I turn, I can't sleep. I sleep with one of those masks on or a CPAC. I move all around. That thing goes flying off. <laughs> it's a mess.
God sent the Holy Spirit to dwell within us. Amen. He sent himself. He sent himself to dwell within us. He said, you are my child. You are worthy. I love you so much. Here's me. Here's my Holy Spirit to dwell within you, to guide you, to comfort you, to lead you down the path of righteousness. Here is my Holy Spirit. Have it because I love you. This is what God said. Our Creator did all these things just so we would know Him. Just so we would know Him. Yes. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Amen. With all your heart. Amen. Not, oh, I got three and a half minutes to find God. <laughs> Every day. When I used to work in Miami, I used to drive to work praying. I used to drive home praying. One time I got off. I think it was the turnpike. I was getting on 441 around Dayton Road. Up that way, I'm praying. And the last thing I remember is closing my eyes and praying in tongues. And I'm praying in tongues and I know I close my eyes. And I don't know how long I laid there and prayed, but when I opened my eyes back up, I was in the same place I was when I drove them. So God had somehow suspended me. He just took me into a supernatural state and just held me there. He stopped all time that I was in and put me back down and away I went. It was the most remarkable thing. God is ever present. He is always with me. Psalm 139. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. God is always with us because he is infinite. Spirit, he's not restricted, like we said before, to location of time. He fills every inch of space at the same time. 
He is always there. He is distinct from creation. In Acts 17, 28, it's written, in him we live and move and exist. We live in his presence every moment of every day. When we are alone, God watches what we do. When somebody does something good and nobody else knows it, God sees it. That's why he told the Pharisees. He said, don't pray like the Pharisees. Don't be the one standing on the corner shouting out prayer and repeating and repeating so everybody sees you. God said, I see what you do. God knows the pain. God knows the things you suffer with. He knows everything you do. He knows every thought you have right now. Every thought you're going to have in 10 years. He sees all of that at once. He knows all of that. There's nothing you can hide from God. You can hide things from your friends. You can hide things from your brothers and sisters in Christ. But you're not hiding anything from God. Not a thing. He sees those very bad things that we do in secret. And we all have those that we've tried to hide from one another. We can't hide them from God. So we know we have to repent of those things and ask his forgiveness and move on and not do them anymore. He knows all these things. He watches everything we do. Hebrews 4.13 states, and there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to his eyes, the eyes of him whom we must give an account. Brother Chris brought that up this morning. Whatever I do as a leader of this church, whatever I say, whatever happens between me and anyone else in this congregation or anywhere, I'm going to be held accountable for it. I'm going to stand before God, and he's going to say, on November 20th, you had sour face. Why you have sour face? He's going to tell me that, and I'm going to have to answer him. You know, I'll give him the standard uh, human answer. I don't know. Are you sure that was me? But he knows. Every decision I make, every dollar I spend of the church's money, every bit of everything, I have to be held accountable. My relationship with the leaders of the church, my relationship with the congregation of the church, I am accountable. I will answer to a higher authority. What I allow to be said, what I allow to be taught here, I will answer for it. I will even answer the phone. <laughs> yes, Lord, how can I help you this morning? Is that you, Jesus? We actually have the presence of an almighty God living inside us. 
Amen. The same God that lives infinitely in heaven lives in you. Yeah. Amen. God wants us to be aware of this. You need to be aware of the things you do, the things you say, the way you act. Because God's dwelling in you. I mean, you can go kick him out and go back into the world. But God's dwelling in you. And you have to live your life accordingly. He wants you in his presence. You have the ability to just sit down in a chair in your house and call upon God to manifest himself. Because he already dwells within you. And you can manifest that presence. But we as people, we get so preoccupied with our own little our own little things, our own little world, like it's so super important. Well, I got no time for you today, God. I got to watch this football game. I got no time for you today, God. I got to go argue with this person. We're the ones. We're the ones that don't allow God to guide us at the times. But he, he's there for us all the time. He's there for us all the time. It's his magnificent presence that we can call upon and use. No person or circumstance can ever remove us from the presence of a loving God. The devil can't take us from God. God may say to Satan, yeah, you can go pester Lyle a little bit. Let's see what he's made of. Let's test him. Because like, he, Satan knows how to push every button you got. He can push one or he can push them all. But he knows where they are. And God says, go ahead, you can, you can do that. I want to test them. Because what does it do? Every time you pass a test, what do you do? You get stronger. Amen. You get more knowledgeable. You've learned something. So whether it's the enemy testing you or God just saying, let me just test this person a little bit. I want to take them from here to here. And then from there to there. But I gotta make sure they're ready. I gotta make sure they're ready to take this journey with me. Because I got so much I wanna reveal to them. I have such a great calling on their lives. And some of you have exceptional callings on your lives. Some of you have been given exquisite gifts from God. I'm asked God all the time why he won't let me sing. He didn't give me that gift. He didn't give me the gift of patience that some of you have. I mean, you all have different gifts. And God has given those to you. 
but he wants to increase you. He wants to give you more. Amen. So nothing can remove us from the presence of the living God. Amen. God always with us. God hears every one of your cries for help. And I know you've cried out to him. Amen. I know some of you have spent nights just laying in bed crying to God. Why me, Lord? Why is this happening? How is this happening? How do I make it stop, Lord? Help me, Jesus. I mean, every one of us in this place has made those cries at one time or another. And God hears that. God is always protecting us from danger. I mean, I can get into some real stories where God has saved me from real danger with people. But the most drastic was walking by a friend's house and somebody comes out of his door and puts a gun to my head. And then the kid's mother comes screaming out the door with a broom, just about takes his head off. But I mean, that was God protecting. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That was God protecting. So yeah, there's there's times there's there's times you're driving down the road to work or to a friend's house or to lunch or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, and you decide, well, let me take this road instead of that road, mm -hmm. and you find out mm -hmm. that had you gone down the other road, there was an accident right at the exact time you would have been there, mm -hmm. and you, so you find out that God saved you. Listen to God, understand his voice. Learn to hear who he is. Learn to hear what he says. His voice is very distinct. Listen to it. He's always watching us. He always knows what we're going to do. He always knows what we do. He is ever present. But he is also my Lord and my master. I have surrendered my will to him. And I am thankful for that. Jesus said, I am with you always to the end of the age. All creation in Colossians is dependent upon the presence of God. In Hebrews it says, God's continual presence brings contentment. It will bring you contentment. You will learn. If you keep seeking him to be content with the situation you have. You know, so many people think, uh, oh, geez, if I just had a million dollars, I could have a brand new car, brand new house. And about 50 new headaches you don't need. That's right. <laughs> you, know, you know, we always think the grass is greener on the other side. This is the most wonderful thing we can do. God knows exactly what he's doing. Amen. He knows exactly how he created you yes. and what he created you for. Yes. He knows the gifts he's given you. And he will bless each and every one of you. If you see his face. Amen. He opens up the windows of heaven and just pours blessing out. 
know, God has taken me places that I would never have taken myself. In places that sometimes I don't want to go. I want to do this, and God says, no, you can't do that. And I have to be obedient. God says, say this instead of that. I've had messages I've wanted to give, and God said, no, you can't give that message. You can't do that. That's not of me. That's not my word. He wants you to know who he is. He wants to reveal himself to you more. He is everywhere. You can't escape him. But the amazing thing is there's nothing too difficult for him. There's nothing that God can't do. There's nothing that God can't get you through. There's no need that you'll ever have that God can't fulfill. God knows everything. Amen. I will go ahead with him. I will seek his face. I will ask him questions. Hopefully he answers them. In Daniel 2 it says, and he changes the times of the season. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and, and knowledge to, to those who have understanding. What is he saying? God takes out people that are in authority over you. He replaces people. I mean, Rose has gone through, I don't know how many managers, but probably two a year for the last 15 years. Because God keeps raising people up. God's raised up the political leaders in this country. He'll take them down. That's his political politics is not the answer. The government is not the answer. God is the answer. Amen. It says God gives wisdom to the wise. Who are the wise? Those that seek his face. Amen. Those that seek after God. He will pour it out because you have an understanding. You know who he is. God knows the answer to every single question you have right now. Everything that you're pondering in your head. Everything you're thinking about. Oh, won't this be, what about this, Lord? What about that? God knows your answer. He also knows your desires. He also knows your motives and your thoughts. I mean, sometimes we think of things and we, we want to do things, but our motives aren't very pure. They're more self-serving than they are godly. And God won't fulfill those. He will fulfill what falls into his will. David wrote in Psalm 139, he says, Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or when I stand up, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel. You see me when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it. Which sometimes I wish the Lord would stop me. <laughs> because I really don't have many filters. <laughs> Lord, you go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. 
Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. That's how awesome this God is that we serve. This is how awesome this God is that dwells within you. This is how awesome that we come here on Sundays and manifest his presence because we want this. We want this. When you face difficult challenges, be encouraged that God understands. He knows what you're going through. I mean, I look at things that I've done in the past. When I think about money I spent on drugs, I could buy a huge house, have cars paid for, all this stuff, and just gone. Yeah. Just gone. My addiction, I abandoned my kid's mother. I abandoned my kids. I've never got the relationship back right with them. Oh yeah, we talk once in a while, but we have no relationship. It's over, it's sailed. It's gone. But yet God has instilled the peace in me that I've lived with that. It doesn't tear me up, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me, but I'm aware. I'm aware of some of the decisions I've made in my life. But God says, you're a new creation. You're a new creation. Amen. I'm going to do something great and wonderful with you. He's given me this fine congregation. Jeremiah 29 11 says, I know the thoughts I, I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. God knows those things. He has such a wonderful plan for each of our lives if we just live it the way God would have us live it and not the way we want to live it. Because we want things that sometimes you look around. I keep getting these emails or whatever they are on social media of Lamborghinis and Porsches. You know, I, yeah, it'd be nice to have one. You know, but I, I really, to be honest with you, I couldn't afford the air and the tire. <laughs> so there's no way I'll ever have one, but you know, the enemy keeps putting these desires. Oh, yeah. You need this. you got to have this. God says, no. I want you to be right here right now because I'm going to teach you. I'm going to raise you up the way I want to raise you up. Just trust in me and let me do it. Let me fight your battles for you. Let me be the one that fights your battles. Don't you do it. When you got a problem, surrender it to me. That's what I'm here for. Lay it at the cross. That's what my son died for. Amen. This is what God's telling you. God is sovereign. And because he's sovereign, I will joyfully submit to his will. He is all-knowing. Nothing happens that God is unaware of. 
Nothing happens. I mean, even Satan and his legions of demons, they have to operate within the limits God has provided for them. They can't do it without it. I know that uh, it's Thanksgiving. There's food back there for everyone. So I'm going to stop here and we'll continue this next week. Because I want you all to enjoy the meal and fellowship with one another. This is not a grab and go. This is a sit down fellowship. Talk to one another. Let's all stand. Lord, we thank you for the food that's on the table. Bring the worship team. Lord, I want to pray a blessing over this food, Lord, that you're going